It's Tuesday, the 21st of November, and I'm Tonata Kavila with your 6 p.m. news. The Southern African Science Service Centre for Climate Change and Adaptive Land Management is hosting the SASCAL Climate Change Dialogue Engaging Countries in high-level discussions on the COP28 agenda. Here's the Deputy Minister of Agriculture, Water and Land Reform, Anashi Weda. Climate change remains a reality and it increasingly continues to be a global challenge. We thought it was some years far away, but in Namibia we are experiencing it. And those in the water sector it is no doubt that year in, year out, we have been exposed to the drastic effects of climate change. And as a country, droughts, heavy rainfall, diseases stemming from drastic climate changes have left our communities with no other option but to accept the realities and have no choice but to adapt. Separately, the Land Ministry is conducting consultative meetings to review and update the 2001 resettlement criteria. Ministry spokesperson Simon Hipandulwa says concluding sessions will take place today and Friday in the Comas and Hardap region. We have amended the national resettlement policy from the policy of 2001 and we want to start using the national resettlement policy of 2023. So what the problem was, the previous policy and previous resettlement criteria had some issues they were not speaking to one another. There were some mismatches and we had some complaints. So drafted a new resettlement policy. Now we are in the process of finalizing the criteria to assist the resettlement process. The new policy actually uh, has been divided into three criteria, which is now the high economic value model, the medium economic value model, and the low economic model. The number of displaced people by the rains in Somalia has gone up by 100,000 in just one week, bringing the number close to 650,000 people. The heavy rains that began in October have killed over 100 in the Horn of Africa. BBC Africa reports that entire towns have also been cut off in parts of Kenya and Ethiopia. The areas affected had barely recovered from the worst drought to hit the region in four decades. The UN Emissions Gap Report warns of a possible 3 degrees Celsius global heating by the century's end, citing insufficient current carbon-cutting policies. Released ahead of COP28, it stresses the need for intensified climate action to avoid surpassing pre-industrial warming levels. UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez is hopeful. We know it is still possible to make the 1.5 degree limit a reality. And we know how to get there. We have roadmaps from the International Energy Agency and the IPCC. It requires tearing out the poisoned root of the climate crisis, fossil fuels. And it demands a just, equitable, renewables transition. Leaders must drastically up their game now with record ambition, record action and record emissions reductions. Separately, a new report by one of Europe's biggest charities has revealed the continent's richest countries are emitting a disproportionate amount of carbon emissions compared to nations at the lower end of the social economic scale. Trent Murray has more. The new report by Oxfam reveals the richest 10% in the EU are responsible for as much carbon pollution as the poorest 50%. Those statistics have led the aid group to call for a European wealth tax to help rebalance the inequity. Oxfam saying, quote, the increasingly luxurious lifestyles and escalating opulence are wreaking havoc on our planet. Going on to say that ordinary people are burdened with rising costs and the dire consequences of heat 
waves, floods and landslides caused by human greed. Oxfam has also warned that the outsized emissions of Europe's richest will cause almost 68,000 heat-related deaths by the year 2100, the equivalent of almost 850 deaths per year. To get the latest news bulletin on WhatsApp, send a message to 083 000 1049, Future Media News, independent, accurate and on time.